where do you even start after a weekend like that? Uh, we're going to take a look at the Boston Bruins loss. We're going to take a look at the New Jersey Devils loss. We're going to answer some questions from Mailbag. And uh, we're going to talk about, can this team turn it around? Should they turn it around? We've got some uh, some thinking to do on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news stories, uh, game previews, game recaps, uh, ranting, yelling, all of the above and more about your favourite team and mine. For now, anyway, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this their first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't subscribed over there, then I'm like eight away from my next big milestone. So if you wanted to do that, that would be super cool. You know, what isn't super cool is how the Blue Jackets have been playing recently. So uh, we're going to talk about that because they decided to follow up a, uh, I believe I said, the most embarrassing loss of the season so far against the Arizona Coyotes. They followed that up with a 4 nothing shutout from the against the Boston Bruins, or being shut out 4 nothing by the Boston Bruins. Do not mistake this for any kind of good play that the Blue Jackets have had recently. And then Sunday's game against the New Jersey Devils, which was a 7-1, to just, again, embarrassing. Like, I keep coming back to that word, but I don't know. I don't know what else we're supposed to do about this game. It was... It was embarrassing it was unacceptable like it was it was just bad like and i was looking at the underlying stats like is there anything that we can take from this game like no they were all bad goaltending bad defense bad forwards bad like i'm gonna go into you know some things a little bit more in detail but like this is a team that took steps forward in the offseason they went out and they got johnny Gaudreau. You know, that you don't go out and get Johnny Gaudreau if you think you're going to be contending for the draft lottery in the offseason. You know, they, they thought they were going to be good. I still think they could be good, but it's kind of hitting that point in the season where, you know, and it sounds stupid to say this because it's it's not even November. It's October 31st. Um, if they don't turn it around quickly, like, it's going to... It's going to be bad. You know, there's something like 80% of playoff teams are decided by the time it's Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, So, like, in three weeks' time, we'll probably have a pretty good idea of whether the Blue Jackets are going to make the playoffs or not. And, like, yeah, things can change. Like, there was that year that St. Louis went from being at the very bottom of the league to winning the Stanley Cup. Last year, the Penguins were out of it at Thanksgiving, and then they came back and made the playoffs. The Blue Jackets fell to the bottom of the standings. You know, it's just... It's just frustrating to watch because it's not even like they're playing well and being unlucky. Like, they're just genuinely playing badly. Like, even even the good players are, are not doing what they're supposed to, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's frustrating. Um, I imagine it's more frustrating for them playing than for me watching, but, like, I've I spent a bunch of time on Sunday evening just, like, 
thinking about that game, thinking about some of the plays and thinking about the players. And I just, I don't, I can't figure out, I can't pinpoint what's wrong. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's chemistry. I don't know if it's lineup decisions. I don't know if it's the players themselves. Like, is it goaltending that's bringing them down? Well, like, yes, but also the defense hasn't been helping. Uh, Elvis or Tarasov out, um, you know, is it time to try Corpus Allo in there? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the start on Friday in uh, Tampere. Finnish kid. And frankly, Elvis and Tarasov have both been not ideal. So if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, like he was really good against uh, the Syracuse Crunch in the AHL uh, this weekend. He made 38 saves, I believe, or 36 of 38 saves uh, and a 4-2 victory for the Monsters. So maybe it's Corpus Allo's time, but... Um, Whatever, whatever's going on, like something needs to change, I think, pretty drastically. And this isn't a case of swapping Eric Robinson out for Matthew Olivier and hoping that that'll fix everything, you know, or putting Gavin Bayreuther in instead of Jake Bean, hoping that's going to fix everything. Like, this is not a team that's a couple of tweaks away. This is a team that needs some kind of wholesale change. And I don't know where they're going to get that. Do they call up Karol Machenko, who's been killing it in the AHL? Do they, I don't know, do they try Kent Johnson at that number one center spot? Like, I do like Boone Jenner there. I don't like Jack Rostovic there. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, but, like, something's, something's got to change because this game was not good and I don't know how to make it better. Um, just pulling up the, the Cleveland Monsters stats um i will say in terms of people who were um not good on the night uh or people who were good on the night i should say uh Igor Chinikov continues to impress uh ken johnson continues to impress he's the only player i believe that's played more than four games uh for the blue jackets that has an over 50 percent uh possession number so he i think he's on like 52 percent coursey four um, percentage, which is still not wonderful, but is the highest on the team, um, which, again, feels kind of like a problem, you know? So uh, let's... The, uh, the AHL stats are kind of wonky at the minute. Um... But my point, my point still stands. Like something's gonna change. I don't think Kirill Marchenko is gonna f come and magically fix the Blue Jackets. Like that's just not. It's just not gonna happen. Um, but something, something's gonna change. Something really does have to change, and it's gonna be a case of I think they split up Lina and Gaudreau at the end of the game. Um, did it help? No. But maybe splitting those guys up, put Roslovic, um, put. Voracek with Line A and, man, I don't know, put Chinikov with um, Goudreau, see what happens. Or Nyquist with Goudreau. Like, those two got, had chemistry and then Line A got hurt. I do think Line A isn't 100% yet, but at the end of the day, someone has to step up. If your big guys aren't scoring, someone has to step up. Um, at the minute, Igor Chinikov is, I believe, second on the team in points behind Johnny Cadreau. Uh So, you know, he's he's doing the right things. And it's just very, very frustrating to watch a team that's supposed to be good kind of fall at 
not even the first hurdle. They kind of tripped over on their way out of the gate. Um, the Monsters have three players that are a point per game or better. Uh, four players, excuse me. Emil Bemstrom has 11 points in uh, eight games. Kirill Marchenko has nine points in eight games. Brennan Gaunt, who was really good for the Blue Jackets last year, uh, has nine points in eight games. And Carson Meyer as well as a point per game player. So do they call one of those guys up? Do they call Emil Bemstrom up, who has struggled to stay in the in the NHL for any extended length of time? But I don't know. I don't know is the answer. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more detail about the gay, about what went wrong, um, and then uh, we'll see where we go from there. Maybe we'll find something good in this stupid, terrible, bad game to uh, to enjoy. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because it's your number one source for all betting football, and it's the start of the new basketball season, so you can make money on that as well. You can find player development, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every game for every sport. And as always, betonline.net remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, uh, the World Series is starting soon. That's the, that's the MLB. I've said that. The uh, the NFL is going strong. Basketball is back. The NHL, if you want to, God, I don't know. At this point, frankly, you could put money on the Blue Jackets winning the draft lottery or winning the Stanley Cup. And I think the odds are probably about the same. Um, but if you want to put money on one of those things, I still want to uh, put some money on Ken Johnson for Calder. I think that's a pretty solid bet at the minute. He's like third on the team in points. It's, it's fine. Uh, but you can do all of that at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your laptop or mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. So while I don't think calling up some random monster is necessarily the answer, I do think that it could be a, uh, it could be a good thing. I think shake up the lineup, uh, like I said, put Ken Johnson at, in that 1C position. That's where he was for preseason. I like that. Um, I don't necessarily dislike Jenna there. Like I said earlier, uh, Rostovic, I think, is struggling out there, man. He was just not good. Um, and I think it's it's going to it's gonna get worse for Rostovic before he gets better. Um, I do want to point out he's the only person that had a winning face-off percentage in that game, though. Uh, he had 61%, which genuinely uh, shocking. To me, uh, he had a bunch of ice time. He was playing between Line A and Goudreau. I still, I just don't think he's right. I felt like every time he was on the ice, something like Line A would do something cool and then he, Rostovic would just pass the puck away or Goudreau would do something and Rostovic would lose the puck or turn it over or be in the wrong place, you know? And for better or worse, that's this is a team that you can't really do that against. Like the Devils came into this a really strong team and they've been struggling with goaltending, but they've been caving in basically every other team in possession numbers. They had 53 shots on goal versus the Blue Jackets, 21. Uh, they scored on the power play and then, you know, they scored three goals and then they scored another four goals. Like it's, it was just bad. The first goal I was fine with in a vacuum. Um, Elvis made about 15 saves in the first period. Only one of them went in, um, I was more concerned with the fact that the Blue Jackets only got about three shots on goal in the entire first period. And then it got worse from there. Uh, Nico Hischer 
scores. Ryan Graves scores, makes it three nothing. Um, Yugo Chinikov gets one back not long after that. His second of the season, assists to Sillinger and Johnson, which are both uh, good signs. You know the kids are clearly doing something right. Um, if the big guys are not, but at the end of the day, it uh, it didn't really help. It didn't do much. Uh, they didn't get shut out, but that's. That's about as, as good as it gets. John Marino scores his first of the season. Jonas Siegenthaler scores his first of the season. If you're paying attention, that is three players on the New Jersey Devils. Four players on the New Jersey Devils scored their first goal of the season against this team on this night. Uh, Jesper Bratt scores. He's got like nine points in nine games or something crazy now. And then Miles Wood scores uh, his second of the season. Like This is a team that you cannot phone it in with like you you have to turn up and play you know like the 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 devil's roster is not life-changingly good but they are outworking their opponents they're doing everything that the blue jackets should be doing like the thing about the devil's roster i feel like is that it's a it's a team that's more than the sum of its parts which is something that the blue jackets have always kind of owned as an identity before and they are not they should be doing what the devils are doing they they're just not they are getting caved in on possession like they're being outscored by five or six goals in several games they're sitting at the bottom of the standings like i think the only teams worse than them are uh anaheim and the coyotes like it's it's just not good out here um let's if i put league uh Oh no, San Jose is also doing worse, uh, but only just like three wins in ten games. It's not, it's not good enough. It just isn't. And this game, I think, was probably. It's easy to look at this game and be like, "Oh well, just throw it away," um, which is kind of what I said about the Arizona game. And then they turned in a poor performance against Boston, which is understandable. Boston's playing really good hockey, and the Devils, who are playing surprisingly good hockey as well. And it's easy to be like, "Well, they lost to a, a better team. Like it's fine," but. It just didn't even look like they were trying, you know? It's it's just, like, it's embarrassing. And I hate to go back to that that point. But if you're getting doubled up on shots and your goalie is struggling already, like, that's not, that's not the way to boost the confidence of a goalie that's struggling and a goalie that has been struggling. Like, I do think that Elvis can pull it together. Um, I don't know at what point he will do that, but I do think if he starts getting a little bit more support like and that's the the other thing is i was looking on natural stat trick at his save uh save percentage he made i think 36 he faced 36 shots at five on five um and allowed six goals uh one of those was a low danger shot he had a 947 low danger save percentage so that's the easy shots basically uh, a medium high danger, sorry, a medium danger save percentage of 800. I think he allowed two medium danger shots on uh, on 10 attempts, I believe. And then he allowed three high danger goals on 11 shots. So like, d- d- should that be better? Yeah, absolutely. But also, what's, what's the guy supposed to do at this point? He's, he's struggling out there. He's really struggling and the team's not doing anything to support him. The team is playing Erica Branson for a million minutes a night, uh, 16 minutes a night, Jake Bean for 14. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Um, it's 
endlessly frustrating. Um, good things like Igor Chinikov got more ice time. Ken Johnson's ice time is going up. Um, sitting Eric Robinson, you could play Matthew Olivier for nine minutes and ten seconds feels like such a stupid change to be like, well, this will fix everything, I'm sure. So it is what it is. Like, the... The special teams are doing okay. Well, I said special teams are doing okay. They're 12th in power play. Nope, that's a lie. They're 12th in the penalty kill, continuing to be terrible on the power play. They still have not scored a power play goal. I don't know what the league record is for that, but God, we must be uh, we must be there soon. Um, they are allowing... Let's see. Uh, they have had... Oh, they are almost the least penalized. Uh, they are the least, the, the team that draws almost the least amount of penalties. They've had 25 power plays in 10 games. So drawing on average 2.2 penalties a game, two and a half penalties a game, um, and not scoring on any of them, which is, again, bad. That's going to rebound at some point. Um, What's interesting is they are probably the uh the also extremely funny is that their power play goal differential is minus two because they've scored zero power play goals and they have allowed uh zero they've allowed two short-handed goals and i'm just this friggin team man um but I don't really know what else you can say about it. They've got, I think, four days off until the next game on Friday, uh, which is against the Avalanche, a team that's also struggling, strangely, uh, and I'm sure they're eager to get back on their their winning ways. So, you know, that feels like a recipe for disaster uh, playing in, in Finland. So we'll be talking about that game as we get kind of closer to it. But in a minute, we're going to finish off with some mailbag questions just because I want to stop talking about this game that was... Just bad in every way, shape, and form. And uh, that's coming up in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you about uh, Game to Game. Because if you're making Locked on Blue Jackets your first listen today, I appreciate you. But you should make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So let's do some uh, let's do some questions. So anyway, <laughs> the first one is regrettably once again I am forced to ask if this team is like for real cursed. Um, possibly, genuinely, possibly. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. Like, sacrifice a goat, maybe. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, the real questions. Um, is there any bright spots in play that I want to highlight that would ever otherwise get lost in the doom and gloom? And, uh, yeah, I think Igor Chunikov has been a bright spot. Like I said, I believe he's second on the team in points. Um, other other players that have done well, like, like I mentioned, Kent Johnson is the only player that's played in more than four games that has a positive... Corsi differential, uh, which is problematic for basically everyone else. Um, other bright spots, man, it's it's real, it's real thin up there. Um, Johnny Gaudreau continues to impress. Uh, he's been held off the score sheet in the past two games 
which is not great, but I I expect him to get on the score sheet against the Avalanche. He's not a player that really does kind of get held off the score sheet for more than a couple of games at a time. So I'm sure he'll rebound. Presumably Patrick Laine will be healthy at some point and uh, he'll start scoring again. Um, I do want to say the penalty kill does uh, does continue to impress. It is, again, still a little bit stressful, but I think that's just that's a me problem, not a them problem. Um, I have liked the penalty kill a lot. I wish the power play was doing more like the penalty kill. Um, I think they've actually scored more shorthanded goals than they have penalty kill power play goals as well. I'm pretty sure they have at least one shorthanded goal, maybe two. So again, this friggin' team, man. Hopefully they can figure it out. Um, but that's uh, that's kind of it for now. Uh, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to check in a little bit more detail on the Cleveland Monsters. We'll have a Monsters Tuesday, I guess. Normally, I do Monsters Monday, but I wanted to talk about this game and get it out of my system, so that'll be tomorrow. Um, in terms of more content, hopefully, the Blue Jackets will give me something fun to talk about in the next couple of days, but I don't hold out hope for that. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. If you want to see me get real mad about future games, then hit the subscribe button over there. Uh, you get notified when new episodes go live. Uh, it helps you out. It helps me out. Everybody wins. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.